Welcome to the Purposeful Parenting Podcast. I'm Harriet Rowe, wife and mother of four adult children, three girls and one boy, all graduates of the United States Military Academy at West Point. Grab a cup of tea or coffee, get cozy, and take in your weekly dose of Purposeful Parenting. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of Purposeful Parenting. The last two weeks, we've looked at agape love as Paul talked about it in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 6. Now this week, we're going to finish by looking at 1 Corinthians 13, 7 and 8. And it reads, love beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things, love never fails. The first part, love bears all things. Now, it does this by patiently enduring wrongs and evils with a heart of forgiveness. Agape love covers over the faults of others with love that reflects Jesus and it does not seek revenge. To bear, B-E-A-R, signifies that love supports what it's placed upon or covers it. If you show godly love, you conceal the faults of others and you show kindness to them. Now, even though agape love covers others' faults, it doesn't mean that you are allowed to fool yourself or fool others or to pretend that wrong is right and right is wrong. We can see a lot of that going on in the world today. God does not want us doing that. But in doubtful cases, you prefer being too generous in your conclusions instead of suspecting another unjustly. In other words, agape love is fair. It doesn't look at someone suspecting them unjustly. Recently, I read this, quote, love is that beautiful virtue that throws a cloak of silence over what is displeasing in another person. I love that because it's saying if you see something that is not pleasing in another person, then you don't keep harping on it. Love is eager to believe the best and to put the most favorable construction on ambiguous actions. Now, there seems to be a perverse pleasure in exposing another's faults and failures in this society. And that's why gossiping tends to be so appealing. Love does not expose or condemn. Love tries to correct with the least amount of hurt. Another thing about agape love, it doesn't run down others with jokes and sarcasm and put-downs. Love defends the character of the other person as much as possible within the limits of truth. Love won't lie about weaknesses 
but neither will it deliberately expose and emphasize others. Love protects. So think about this in reference to your children. Love bears all things and love protects. It does not put your child through sarcasm and it does not overlook the things that they have done wrong. Love believes all things. Now, this is because agape love looks out for the good in others and not always suspecting wrongdoing. It does not condone evil, but it trusts God's word to be the measurement of truth and the standard of our behavior. So when your child is doing something wrong, you're not to condone that. You're not to overlook it. But you teach your child based on God's word, and you discipline him or her accordingly. Agape love is not gullible, but it uses wisdom and discernment to guide them towards the truth. It seeks to avoid undue suspicion. This love, this agape love, believes and has faith in God and know that he will work out his divine plans even when everything that's going on indicates otherwise. Agape love gives the benefit of the doubt and it takes people at their highest and at their best, not at their lowest and their worst. Agape love believes a person is innocent until proven guilty, not guilty until proven innocent. How often have you assumed that your child has done something wrong? That is not agape love. Always listen. If there's a problem, love doesn't jump in and start blaming the other person and doesn't start interrogating that person as though you know that he or she has done wrong. It means believing in your kids and expressing confidence in them, not grilling them about every detail of a story or an incident, trusting your child makes them want to live up to your trust. Now, if you find that there's a reason not to trust your child, then you need to talk to him or her about it and let them know the importance of your being able to trust them. Love hopes all things, and it does this by earnestly desiring the best in people as well in life circumstances. Even when the worst seems to be knocking at your door, it's not empty hope, but it's an ability to keep trusting God in a situation that others have rendered as hopeless. Agape love is not pessimistic, but it shows a godly optimism. Supernatural love does not have a negative and critical spirit, but it's always positive and always hopeful. This agape love hopes for what is good for another, even when others have ceased to hope. 
Love entertains the best expectations, even with repeated disappointment. It waits expectantly and perseveringly. Agape love is not a Debbie Downer. I love this quote from a commentary. It says, when love has no evidence, it believes the best. When the evidence is adverse, it hopes for the best. And when hopes are repeatedly disappointed, it still courageously waits. Another thing that this verse says is that love endures all things. Despite trials and tribulations, agape love, God's love, maintains an uncomplaining attitude. There's perseverance and tenacity in all situations with agape love. It sticks together regardless of the pain you're going through, regardless of suffering, deprivation, loss, or loneliness. Love endures. Agape love endures. I'm sure you may have come across somebody or read a story about people who have lost a child. And instead of that bringing them closer together, it takes them apart and away from each other and sometimes even divorce. But agape love endures. This ends by saying, love never fails. One who loves with agape loves never lets another down. Agape love never ends. You don't have one of those things where you say, I fell out of love. That is not agape love. Agape love keeps on keeping on regardless of what's going on. It is unconditional love. It doesn't matter what's happening when you love with agape love. Your love continues. Now, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 reads, Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Love never fails. Now, parents, let me say, with agape love, it doesn't mean that mistakes aren't made. It does not mean that you shower your, your chi- children with stuff. That's not love. It does not mean that you withhold discipline. That's not love. Letting your child make his own decision about God without guiding him in the right direction is not love. Trying to be your child's best friend is not love. And as I always say, friends cannot discipline friends 
And at some point when your child grows up, you will be best friends. But when you are that child's parent, it's your role to discipline them and guide them the way a good friend cannot do. Being a helicopter parent and overly protective is not love. Here's something I want to read to you. It's not mine, but I find that it explains 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 in a way that I cannot do. So here is what this author says. How can we live this way? Meaning, how can we live according to 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8? How can we truly love without envy, without a quick temper, without seeking our own interest, and without thinking evil of others? The answer is, we can't. In ourselves, we have no power to live this way. That's why it doesn't work to say, let's give it the old college try and really go out there and love everyone we meet. We will never be able to talk ourselves into loving like this. And the sooner we admit the fact, the better off we'll be. This isn't some kind of raha competition where we try to prove our love by our enthusiasm. He goes on to say, sooner or later, we have to get down to the bottom of things and admit the truth. He says, Oh, God, I hate my husband. I hate my wife. I can't stand my children. My parents are driving me nuts. I hate the work I work with. I hate the people, and I don't like the folks at church. I don't love my neighbors, and I can barely stand to see my own family. Oh, God, help me. I don't love anyone right now. And even though no one else knows it, or sees it, I'm an angry person, filled with bad thoughts and completely lacking in any kind of love. If you don't help me, I will never love anyone because I know I can't change the way I am. Lord, please help me. Change me. Let your love flow through me. If you want me to love others, you're going to have to do it through me because I can't do it myself. Then he says, that's the kind of prayer God loves to answer. Then he goes on and he says, I also help think it helps to replace love with Jesus in these passages. Listen to this. Jesus is patient. Jesus is kind. Jesus does not envy. Jesus thinks no evil. Jesus is not quick-tempered. Jesus does not rejoice in what is evil. If we want to love, we need more of Jesus in our lives. Run to the cross. Stand there. And behold the one who died for you. Look to Jesus. Stand next to him. Let his love fill your heart. 
If you will come close to Jesus, his love will begin to fill your heart and you will find yourself filled with supernatural love for others. Your life will begin to change as Jesus becomes preeminent in your heart. Then he gives you homework. He says, now as we come to the end, I'd like to give you some homework. Take some time this week to consider the 11 qualities of love in this passage in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Think about them one by one. How do you measure up? Where are you strong and where are you weak? Which three qualities stand out as the greatest need in your life right now? Circle these three and begin to pray about them. Write down one practical step that you can take in each of those areas this week and ask God to help you grow strong in love. Ask God into your heart. Ask God to help you parent on purpose. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Purposeful Parenting. For more tips on parenting, or if you would like to reach out, please visit me on HarrietRowe.com and follow me on Facebook, Harriet Rowe. That's Harriet with two T's. I look forward to grabbing a cup of tea or coffee with you next week. Feel free to invite a friend. Until then, this is Harriet Rowe reminding you to parent on purpose.